0: Other way around. But I guess both I guess, yeah. Alliteration and then the opposite. Whatever. Um, anyways. So (laughs) Hey everyone. Welcome to the Just Pick Something Podcast where we discuss movies, T V shows, videos. Books, everything basically that we digest in media. Uh, my name is Franco, and I'm here with my co-host Jake's. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about *Barbarian*, a 2022 horror film directed by Zach Cregger, stars Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, and at the time of this episode, it can be streamed on HBO Max. You know, if you want to just jump around through our discussion, the time codes are in the description as usual, and for this one in particular uh we will we will mention that we're gonna get into deep spoilers and then probably jump back out of spoilers at the end so that you can kind of get our like final thoughts on the film yeah
1: there will be like a hard point where we're like all right we're gonna be talking about spoilers because this movie is kind of a trip it goes in certain places that i didn't expect it to go and yeah
0: yeah and even saying that's a little too much <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i guess that's the minimum spoiler that i will give at the beginning of this
0: yeah. but anyway mm-hmm. barbarian
1: all right well first impressions did you like this movie i very much enjoy this movie
0: i would argue yeah. it's one of the best movies i've seen this year uh whether or not i would recommend it to people is a different story but it, i would say before yeah, getting into anything further it's Uh, I have a lot that I'm happy about, and I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. Okay,
1: so I I keep thinking about if I like this movie or not, right? Because when I watched it at first, I was like, I don't know if I like this movie, right? And then I was like, you know what? I kind of like this movie. And then I tried to sit with it for a while and thought about it, you know? And I'm still just, like, in between. Like, I really want to say a definitive, like, yes, I like this movie. No, I didn't like this movie at all. I'm I'm just stuck in the middle of, with this movie. It feels like it's halfway on so many things for me that I would I really really loved about yeah. it, and some aspects I just didn't really like that much, and kind of wish they just didn't go for it even though i appreciate them experimenting
0: with it you know okay um, and you know we'll get into it in a little bit maybe we'll like flay your mind um, maybe like i'll you'll either like affirm it or like hate it or, like affirm, affirm like yeah by the end of this and we'll get back to it at the end so people can hear what your uh final final thoughts are yeah <laughs> but... yeah
1: so for now going into this discussion I'm, I'm determined to say i'm stuck in the middle about this movie <laughs> hard, hard middle <laughs> hard
0: middle but yeah before anybody <laughs> continues on you know I would recommend, personally, don't watch any of the marketing. Probably not even read the summary. Like, just kind of just go into it being like, this is a horror movie. It is rated R. Expect what you expect because of that rating and that genre. And let the story just progress and just, you know... See where it takes you.
1: Yeah. I. You know what? Even though I feel midway about this movie, I still would recommend it. I think it's an enjoyable watch that I kind of want more people to check this out and see if they come away with it. Kind of feeling like I am right now, which is like indecisive or just liking it or hating it. I think it was a really interesting movie that I kind of want more people to watch.
0: And if they are indecisive about it and they're indecisive about it right now then they can listen to the rest of this and they'll decide <laughs> and then if, yeah. they, if you haven't watched it and then you go watch it and you're indecisive then you come back you finish it and then you tell me why i'm right <laughs> yeah because I, I don't usually not come away
1: with a movie with a solid opinion about it you know like i think very rarely i have a undecided opinion about things but there's just aspects of this movie that kind of made me feel that way you know and i guess we can start getting into it yeah. like, initially i didn't I didn't hear anything about this movie before I watched it. I, I heard about it the day before it was released on like HBO max. Did you know about this movie? So
0: I knew about this movie because when it was in theaters, everybody was like, Oh, just go into a blind. Just, uh, just, uh, just go watch it without anything. And I was like, all right, cool bet. And then it came on HBO max. I I didn't watch it. And then it came on HBO max. And I was like, Oh man, I should really read the summary. And I was like, no, I was told to watch it blind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so, yeah, full on
1: spoiler wise, so we could actually talk about the summary. Final warning we're going to get into some pretty massive spoilers
0: now. Yeah. So, you know, the stories girl gets, girl goes to a BNB, Airbnb, uh, finds out that someone else was also booked to be there at the same time, which is Bill Skarsgård's character, Keith. And after a night with each other, they find a dungeon question mark or like a a bunker and i would say a torture chamber, yeah, a torture chamber <laughs> and find out some you know really crazy stuff about the house that's a basic summary so if you wanted the mm-hmm. basic summary and now you want to go watch the movie go ahead <laughs> but, <laughs> yep uh,
1: a young woman finds a rental home that she's reserved it's been accidentally double booked by a man and they both are unaware of the dark secret within
0: the home, according to Wikipedia. Oh man, that's uh, you know what that. Now that you read the official one as opposed to what I just said, I mean, I guess I kind of spoiled it. Uh, spoiled it a little bit, too. but oh, man, so the big, the first big twist that happens in this movie, right, mm-hmm. is that Bill Skarsgård is not a murderer. Oh, dude,
1: yeah, I mean, the man has played it. If you know that beforehand, going into this movie, you kind of are like, yeah, yeah, you're just like on edge, (laughs) on guard. You're like, okay, I think this guy might be the villain or like the antagonist or something, you know? He has that already established acting history of being Pennywise and you're just like, oh, it's this guy. So
0: for that to like, for like the first half of the movie, I'm watching it and I'm like, he's nice. But like, also, I shouldn't trust this man. Like... It's very creepy. None of this is working really well and nothing is feeling right. And I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Bill's card are to dude. kill her.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, to talk about the beginning of this movie before we get into that, like, reveal of the underground dungeon area, what? right? Like, it does a brilliant job of kind of making you feel unsettled by having that whole neighborhood completely obscured in the darkness it feels like you're in this remote almost void of just existence except for this one house
0: yeah it's just
1: so unsettling and unnatural and you want this woman Tess, the main character to get in this house and just the escalation of tenseness just keeps rising and then his character keith you know played by bill skarsgard turns on the light and you're just like oh
0: wait does she have the right house what's going on you know yeah so so first off i very much enjoyed the very first shot of this because it's just the house but it was it was interesting because i saw the like it like it's just it opens with just a shot of the house and i was like oh this hmm. is like a really cute house it's like a little picturesque kind of like it kind of reminded me of like a miniature right that someone had built mm-hmm. of a house and i was like oh it's kind of cute like it's like an unassuming perfectly nice house and i was like it's a horror movie so this is gonna be terrible yeah
1: i mean it was good for the reveal and kind of plays on that theme of oh it's just a house it's a ordinary house what could go wrong in such an ordinary house yeah but
0: yeah i I agree with you like where it's like she looks around the neighborhood you can't really see anything you can get like glimpse that the neighborhood isn't in the best shape you know the lights are all out you can kind of make out some like messed up homes but like not really
1: yeah if anything you're like oh i guess this street doesn't have that many like street lights you know yeah that's what i was
0: thinking was like i guess it's just like people don't like turning on their lights in this neighborhood or like maybe there's like the lights are out like the look where i live the light in front of my house is always dark i live at the end of a cul-de-sac <laughs> and i can never see like maybe like 10 feet past that light and it's terrifying uh,
1: see that's like it that sounds actually kind of nice because i live in an apartment near the city and i I have to get black out curtains because there's too much goddamn light coming out from outside. <laughs> so yeah.
0: So yeah, we we she opens the door. Well, Bill Skarsgard's character opens the door and they like get to talking and she's they're like, Oh, well, you know, I'll let you stay the night. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a convention. There, there just happens to be a convention in town that she has no idea about. So you should just stay here. It's like, oh, don't worry, I didn't lace your drink. And don't worry, this like, randomly left bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. Here. You know
1: what? I I, I kind of want to talk about that initial interaction. Like yeah. because I think it was really clever. And one of my favorite aspects of this film was this initial first act, I would say, right? Yeah. Because from my point of view, I think realistically everything they say in their dialogue and they're like back and forth exchange is believable. Like, you know, it's a horror movie, so you have to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit. But like, arguably, everything they say to each other is within reason, you know? like. All his excuses for this and that, like, sure, they're sus. And oh, Tess, oh, Tess, don't do it. This man is shady as fuck. You know, you can't trust what this guy's saying. Yeah. You got to, you know, watch yourself. But also, if I was in his position, I would also be understanding of the situation and be like, oh, man, I got to make sure this woman doesn't think I'm a murderer, you know? Like, yeah.
0: like I have like a regular human being. I would also be like, oh, actually, you know what? You should watch me make your tea or open this bottle because I don't want you to think I'm drugging you. And, yeah. But it makes it more sus when you already suspect he's going to drug her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, for sure. And like, I was telling my wife that like, I might be projecting a little bit onto Keith's character, right? But I'm like, I don't know. I could see myself being that like awkward guy that's like, oh God, I know where I am. I don't think this woman should leave because like it's kind of a dangerous neighborhood. But I also know that she might be very uncomfortable with Staying and kind of like that awkward and fumbling mess of, oh, I want to help, but I also don't want to be too helpful and come across like a creep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no,
0: that's uh, that's 100% how I like I... how I would pretty much react in that situation as well, where it's just like you, you can only do so much and you, uh, you are understanding of a lot of women's points of view in regards to that situation. So, like as a guy who is compassionate and like understanding of those specific worries. Right? Yeah. It's like, no, like. Uh, if I'm good, if I'm going to be understanding of that, like I'm going to make sure like, Hey, just so you know, I'm just going to like take that into account in our interactions here.
1: Uh, oh no. Yeah. I would be going out of my way to be like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to stay on this side of the room. Like, Oh, I don't know if we should open wine because like, I don't want anything to like come across. Like I'm trying to do anything. I'd be so hesitant to bring up anything, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, i would be like, Hey, why don't you call your friend or something? You know, try my best to accommodate and be realistic about things. But like I said, Said it's a horror movie so there's certain amounts of the progression has to keep happening yeah
0: no so when she f- okay so she finds The the filming room with the bed and the camera and the bucket.
1: Even before that, man, when she's asleep at night, oh, yeah, and the stuff starts happening, the unnerving aspects of the house start to reveal themselves. Her door suddenly opening, or Keith or on the couch starting to have like nightmares. Yeah, the tension gets built up very well. And then we get to that underground basement area and she finds that rope. And immediately I'm like, oh, no, girl, you need to get the fuck out of there. You know, yeah,
0: no. And then, like, if the door closes behind her and you're like, oh, shit, this is not going to be good and okay so she finds this dungeon room right and you're like yo this is clearly not okay and i i would not have stepped in that room period oh the the freaking hallway yeah yeah no i would have not i would not i would have closed it immediately and been like i would have closed it immediately put anything i could
1: have in front of it and found a way to get out of that basement you know like talk about one of the most terrifying things to uncover in in a house
0: absolutely dipped just immediately just like nope but i understand because she was trapped in that in the basement like the the curiosity got the better of her Mm -hmm. right where she was like well i mean like i'm trapped here and like i have a light so i might as well try to like see what's in there and
1: yeah and also like i was saying arguably you could think of a reason why she would do this you know like oh i'm trapped in this basement what are the chances that this creepy underground hall actually leads to anything horrible you know because most houses they're just houses they're just basements things are there now it isn't usually a creepy ass stone covered slab of a door leading into a horrible flying hallway but at the same time you're like well it's just a house yeah
0: and like half of you is also like yo but like if you think about it wouldn't it be kind of dope to have like a secret passage tunnel yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) hey they're behind bookcases apparently all the time scooby-doo cartoons exactly (laughs) if you told me there's a secret passage in my house first off i would be Like, no wonder there are thuds in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, there is someone living in my walls, but second. <laughs> i would also be like yo that's dope i want to like make like a secret passageway like I was, oh man i hid in the closet yeah. and, from the kids and like now i'm downstairs they'll never find me <laughs> yeah
1: it's like if a contractor was like hey we, we can build a secret passageway in your home for no extra charge i'd be like yeah that sounds awesome do it please <laughs> but again they're not usually in an underground basement covered by a giant like stone door yeah, terrible.
0: absolutely so she goes in there she finds it and she's like freaks out naturally mm. and she has Wait for Bill Skarsgård's character to show back up, Keith. Yeah, just to yeah, wait for Keith to show back up, and she tells him, right, mm-hmm. and his response is just so suspect the entire time yeah
1: and then he says he says the line that again brings up the idea that kind of a reason to believe that he's fine like he's not a threat where he's like well I haven't seen what you've seen downstairs so I'm just reacting to it uh, I don't know what you're experiencing again how bad could it be the things she saw underground this woman is obviously terrified and horrified but like is it as bad as we the audience know because for him he's like well what 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 could it be what is it yeah
0: because he's he's looking at it from UN a basement and you're like freaked out that there's an old bed, a camera, and a bucket. Because if if you tell me, oh, what can you find in an old in an old basement? I would say, and they told me that you found a camera, a bucket, and a bed. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's what's in basements, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know. And like that that doesn't sound suspect. And yeah. it's like, so he's like, I'm gonna go check it out. Just give me, just wait here and she's like trying to leave leave and he's like no 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 wait 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 and it's like yo like what the heck why are you making her stay like why aren't you just dipping and he's just re- he just reads so suspect and then he goes and then you find out it goes even deeper because he disappears and she goes searching for him and he's calling her farther down and oh, i mean i'm like in every
1: step of the way i'm like don't do it don't do it and i'm like you gotta sometimes help yourself you gotta save yourself to effectively be able to help others first you know yeah. and then he screams help and you're just like oh no that did it that's the thing that's gonna make her go in further isn't it yeah
0: and so she's going in and i'm like there's like cages and then he even pops out right and he's looking terrified i'm like i still don't trust you right like Mm -hmm. you're still lying to me somehow or for some reason and like i can't in good knowledge think that you're you know actually looking out for this woman and when she's trying to go back He's like, oh, we can't go back. We have to go further in, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you are clearly setting her up. And like, I'm like, just like, you're going to kill this woman. And then, yo, when he... Just immediately gets murked right there and I'm like what the heck oh very brutally and violently as well I was like so you're telling me I thought shoot this man was the murderer and he just gets bludgeoned to death pretty much against the wall yeah yeah and it's so startling and surprising and
1: like man it had me on edge and really just hiding my like senses and freaked me out because then
0: you see the, um, the creature I think it's called the cute creature it's, it's referred to as the creature in the subtitles at least. yeah
1: and an IMDb it's referred to as the mother which is another spoiler going forward but for now I'm going to refer to it as the creature as we go until we finally get further down the plot but then it does that like hard cut to the next main character of this movie oh my god Justin Long yeah Justin Long character's name is AJ which I will also mention it's kind of nice to see Justin Long in another movie because it's been quite a while
0: since I've seen him in anything yeah I don't see him in in many things yeah
1: I I don't know anything that he's been up to since last movie I've seen him in like I what was it it might have been just like those ads from Apple way back when that he was I'm a Mac and John Hodgman's character was like well
0: I'm a PC oh oh
1: yeah it's really old but that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Justin Long funny enough you know
0: what's funny because you mentioned that like I remember those ads but as you know when YouTube was very starting out there was a, a YouTube channel that made fun of that and instead of being like I'm an Apple and I, I'm Mac and I'm a PC they did I'm a Marvel and I'm a DC <laughs> <laughs> and it would be two marvel two two action figures talking to each other and like it'd be like a bit i'm like oh this is really fun but anyway yeah. yeah justin long it's just a hard cut to justin long's character jamming out on the beach riding in his sports car yeah
1: just living his best life loving life you know <laughs> oh my god just, oh like, man, just... those
0: scars guards clearly not the murder because this random freaking creature bashed Bill scars guards head in it's like <sighs> yeah I don't remember what the song was, the cut to, but freaking just long, just like dancing away in his convertible. And I'm like, oh my God, what the heck just
1: happened? I mean, honestly, it kind of gave me like tonal whiplash. Like I was,
0: I was immediately like, wait, what, 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 what is happening? What is going on now? (laughs) I was like, yeah, same way. I was like, what the heck? (sighs) Yeah. that was so crazy because it was weird, but for some reason, and I don't know if this is like one of your one of the problem parts of this movie but for me when that tonal whiplash happened it allowed me to kind of like come down from that like just absolute terror to like okay we gotta continue watching the movie now like it like it was such a cut that it felt like a breath that i needed to actually like continue watching see this is
1: this is part of the reason that i'm hesitant if i like this movie like a hard like oh yeah i love this movie i really like it or i just like it because it's this part the act two section of this movie that kind of like throws me for a loop because as act two i really enjoy a lot of aspects about it you know i really like when just long character aj actually starts getting to the house yeah and like i know they have to do some setup to get him into this location and whatnot like as you would because it's just a completely new character right but a part of me is just i like that they experimented with this i i really enjoy that they try this thing out i just don't know if it works for me so
0: yeah so for me it works right Mm -hmm. um like i said it's like a breath of fresh air in regards to like the intensity of the moment prior i think and the best best way i'm going to try to like blame it is like What happened with Bill Skarsgård's character is such an intense moment. It's like the climax of a movie. And then you immediately expect it to continue building or like to pay off that moment from that moving forward. And I was like, if you continue with Tessa's, uh with with tess right Mm -hmm. either she's gonna die or something's gonna happen to her right yeah and uh which we know what happens but the the way the movie works right if you'd never cut to justin long's character or you do a a way weaker cut to him entering his house and being Mm -hmm. on the phone explaining his situation right yeah because that's how you that's how you would do it you would have to you would still have to do the setup of explaining why he's at the house but now Instead of it being this hard cut tonally that de-escalates you so much that you're able to build back up to a climax, yeah, or it's you de-escalate to something where it's like this is not nearly as interesting and it's just like a hard like confusing cut as opposed to like a hard jarring cut. And I think the jarring cut works only because of the extremes as opposed to like a weak cut where it's like oh we just dropped that story and like i'm sure we're gonna get back to it at some point but it's it's just a guy showing up kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Well, part of the reason that like, I don't know if this works for me is because almost feels like the, a sequel to this movie put in the middle of the movie. I could see this being a sequel to the first movie where if the first act was kind of longer, you had a little bit of more scenes with Tess and if Keith was still alive in the underground area and then like Tess is uh, alive or not, it's left up to, to be determined, right? And then another movie comes out and it's AJ's character. He comes to the house and then we find out that Tess is alive. It feels like an entire second movie compact into one act put in the middle of this movie. And it still kind of works because of when AJ gets in the house and the stuff starts unraveling and stuff like it did in the first act. But it just kind of feels like, I don't know, like there would be more of act one that I want to see and some of Act Two's beginning that I don't care too much to know about, even though it's kind of necessary for
0: the movie. Does that make sense? Uh, I can see the point of what you're saying. I hard disagree. Okay, yeah. So, so basically, I think there's nothing more that can be expanded in the first part, right? Mm-hmm. That would lead to a satisfying conclusion in a film, as well as anything of interest being added, right? And mm-hmm. by adding Age, like By adding AJ's character in the second half, what you can do is you can play with parallels and themes that were explained in the first half of the film, and you can play on the dichotomy of how characters are portrayed, mm-hmm. and it just... Enhances like some of the themes in the film, right? right? Because there's a there's, and then because the, because it doesn't even just stop with AJ's character, there is another hard cut to another character, yeah. And that's true. I so, think that like the way that it works in this is just it allows for more elaboration mm. and more depth to the story. That I think just having part like the first part as its own thing would never allow for. And therefore we yeah. would watch the first half and be like, Yeah, no, like it was like terrifying at points, but right. it doesn't fulfill like an actual like good storytelling thing, See, if that makes yeah. sense. Well See, I think maybe some of my apprehension
1: is kind of with the idea that like I might have wanted a slightly more traditional horror movie where maybe Keith's character isn't killed off and we get to have some exploration of both of them trapped in this underground dungeon with the creature and like them having to somewhat escape, you know, and like uncover the secrets underneath the ground. And then AJ shows up as like another person, another potential hope to like Mm -hmm. rescue them and and inadvertently gets himself involved as well. But that's me kind of maybe wanting a more traditional horror movie. Yeah,
0: but that's not but that that like kind of, we've seen that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, which again, isn't me saying like, oh, that would have been a better movie. Yeah. It would be me maybe wanting some more exploration in act one leading into act two i feel
0: like that's i think that the movie is very aware of that want Mm -hmm. right and that expectation the reason i say that is what we talked about before is you know we you would assume based off of your prior knowledge of horror movies the way that this would work out is bill skarsgård is definitely involved in being a killer and the idea that it i would assume because that's how the framing of the first half is set up that you would continue Mm -hmm. that idea and you would just be building on the tension of like oh is he actually like trying to help her or is he be trying to like thing put her in a trap and it's like yeah no we've seen that movie yeah
1: yeah i mean but at the same time it's like i don't know if even if it was seen already is it necessarily a bad thing because like there's a lot of this part that i really like you know like something we didn't talk about initially was andre the homeless man character that tried to warn her beforehand once she left the house and was starkly reminded of where she is which is the one good house in this decrepit uh, neighborhood that's just completely abandoned you know yeah like i had all these aspects that really worked for me i think maybe i'm still being like lingering from like that tonal whiplash of jumping to aj's character that's kind of got me apprehensive about the second part but i still ended up liking what they did with his character where you know you kept thinking he might actually end up helping or being a good guy because they play on this whole idea of like oh yeah is he a good person that's done bad things or a bad person that just keeps doing bad things and we eventually get a good clarification on that which he just sucks he, sucks. he just just sucks so badly
0: he's a fucking terrible guy
1: <laughs> yeah awful yeah he, he had a perfect redemption moment and just didn't take advantage of it just just threw it to the side and was like nope I'm hard committing to being a bad guy
0: quite literally threw it to the side <laughs> yeah quite literally oh, man. did that <laughs> oh so, yeah so we find out uh so justice long's character oh my god I love the second half because the tonal whiplash helps me so much because like for me personally, because I've you know, the first half is like so much tension, right? Mm-hmm. That with Justin Long's character you know what to expect. Right? Um, I
1: mean, he definitely brings a level of brevity, especially initially when he finds out about this underground dungeon. And it was like, oh, my oh hell yeah, more square footage for this you know unit that I'm renting. Oh my
0: god, yeah. The fact that he like his immediate response is just like, oh, it's just extra square footage. I can put this on my listing. I'm like, oh my god, I hate you. Yeah,
1: man. And this like this even becomes like I said, kind of like a second movie where it's just like the the idiot stumbling into a horror movie and like having to deal with the consequences, you know?
0: But yeah, but I, I think that all that works so much better in this movie because you literally just saw the consequent the consequences of, I Oh mean,
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Especially because of the first act, you're just like, Oh man, he's gonna, Oh no, he's going to find himself involved in this dreading it for a completely different reason.
0: I wasn't dreading it. I was looking forward to it. it was-
1: <laughs> oh, I was dreading it. I'm just like, Oh God, I don't. Cause even though he's if he's a shit, at least it's this point, the story, he's still really awful. You're like, I don't want to see him get his brains bashed into the side of a wall.
0: <laughs> Look, man, I was like, you know what? If there's a character that I have no sympathy for right now, it's this guy. Not because I wanted him to die, but it's one of those things where it's like he is the perfect horror victim.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, for sure, he definitely is. But like, I think it was the dark, just suddenness that happened to Keith Bill Skarsgård character that I'm just like, I was left like, oh shit, I don't want that repeated. You know? I
0: mean. Yeah, i don't want to see that again that's for sure (laughs) he gets worse too but uh so so yeah so yeah he goes down there he's freaking checking the square footage and like oh my god (laughs) he's like
1: he's whistling and just kind of like having the best time of his life and i'm like do you not see
0: all this horrifying shit around you and he's just rolling with it yeah and then so he ends up getting so yeah so just like fast forward a little bit he gets captured Tess is still alive and this creature you find, like, you can kind of tell earlier, but you get a better look. It's this, like, giant, deformed woman. And yeah,
1: at which at this point, I think it's best to start referring to her as the mother. Yeah. Because it's one of the themes that I feel like about this movie to dehumanize that character. Yeah,
0: so the this giant, inbred, like, deformed woman who is just, like terrifying but also like just like so sad yeah
1: well you don't initially know that she has a sad backstory right it's like this terrifying creature who then we learn is just a human who's been horribly mistreated for their entire life and severely deformed and has these all this stuff that's about their character and we then eventually get into that third really sudden abrupt hard cut to the past yeah
0: where we meet the uh, and man was it no that was i want to say that happened so he she's trying to the the mother tries to feed justin long's character aj mm-hmm. Tess is able to escape and when she escapes the she tries to call the police mm. or no i think before she tries to call the police the homeless man's like yo just leave that lady is not even the worst thing down there
1: yeah yeah they really lead you into believing that there might be another creature not person yeah. yet because they haven't revealed more of their her backstory just another horrifying aspect and i'm just like oh Oh no, that's crazy. Which is really interesting because he mentions that she comes out at night. Yeah. So I was wondering if that was like a plot hole or just an added detail because I was under the assumption that once that door was locked or closed, that it had remained shut. But then that man who's trapped under the dungeon area would have to have gotten food somehow. Yeah. Because like he's living there. He's been alive for decades somehow. Yeah. And either he's purely being fed by the mother's sustenance, her breast milk or something. But I don't see that just being the case. I feel like the mother would have to have left the basement to get food somehow well
0: they so it's it seems that she has a way of opening the doors that we're not aware of because she opens Tessa's door and she that's true she gets out of she gets out of the, the basement and opens Tessa's door somehow yeah that's very fair that's probably yeah. true because we hear the the we hear two we hear after Tessa's door opens some like thudding and I think the closing of a door so we do know that she gets mm-hmm. in um, yeah and then so he says he gets she gets out at night whether that's to get stuff or just to, like get people as, who knows but he clearly uh well he knows uh, the homeless guy clearly knows a lot about what's happening but yeah we get the hard cut after i don't know if it's before the police come or after the police come but... i think
1: it's the it's after because like this movie doesn't have propaganda if anything it's it's really depicts the cops in a negative light and more of a believable light how this would go you know a a homeless uh, appearing woman comes desperately crying for help and they're just ignoring her pleas for help and you know don't really bother they give some attention to it and then bigger things happen and they just leave her which is insane but to me with my perspective feels
0: believable (laughs) yeah unfortunately but so yeah there's a flashback to the to who we find as the original owner of the house we see
1: yeah which is um
0: what's his name frank right
1: frank and, Frank, played by Richard Brink.
0: um So he is like getting supplies, and we're like, clearly, this is for like a baby or whatever. And we know that like the baby, or what we assume is a baby, what it is now, and and we see him stalking. That him. house is
1: trashed. Yeah. That house is completely trashing again. Before we know all this stuff, you're start at this point. We're like, I think seventy five percent away through the movie. You're like, okay, reasonably. This is probably not good, but it might just be a messy home because, you know, kids are a lot.
0: But no. Well, we don't see that. We don't see that first. No, we don't. Yeah. So we see him stalk the woman and get set up the way that he's going to kidnap her later.
1: Well, oh wait, no, now that I remember, he does go to the store first. To get
0: the diaper supplies. He goes to the store. Yeah, he goes to the store first. He goes, stalks the woman, and then goes mm-hmm. home. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he gets the, gets the stuff, goes, stalks the woman, opens her window that he can take her, and then goes home. You see it's all trashed, and you hear the screams of people coming from downstairs. God, that's
1: horrifying, too. And you know... And- it's rough it's bad considering all the things we've seen up to this point yeah
0: and so man so it's crazy and then so then it cuts back yeah the police don't believe her because they just think she's a random druggie and aj is down there trying to like run away from her and finds old man like just dying In his bed.
1: I I think it was a really good detail to see the mother who, for the uh, characters in the story, were thinking of her as a creature, get scared as they approach that door. Oh, of
0: like going towards that room? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was some like real humanizing detail of her mother has been like abused beyond all comprehension because up until that point she's just been this mindless seeming like aggressive creature that like has these motherly instincts and like slowly we start to get more of he- her humanity through those little details you know yeah
0: it was that was and when you i was like oh man this whoever this is, is like is like clearly infinitely worse and you see him like just basically barely hanging on to life kind of mm-hmm. and then,
1: yeah just and uh, then for ugh.
0: aj's character to like, like oh yeah don't worry we're gonna get out of here i'm gonna call the cops and yada yada and this guy freaking shoots himself in the head
1: yeah i mean aj finds out about the like snuff uh torture movies yeah in before he does that and he's like realizes that this guy isn't another captive he's a horrible monster you know yeah oh man it's oh you know i think at this point after seeing that being all that being revealed i think it's worth talking about that the dedication tess has to being a hero yeah because man she just goes back after going through all this effort and like her moral conscious almost to a fault just makes her go in after aj and tries to rescue him i i don't know if i would have done that at this point you know honestly i kind of assumed that aj would have been dead by this point if i was that character you know yeah like man after seeing everything she's probably saw in that underground torture area man she. It's commendable how she's like, no, I have to save him. And she goes in almost kind of just with no real plan, too. Yeah, no,
0: that's... Yeah, no, it was... I was kind of surprised by that, to be honest. It, I mean, it was good to see... Like a character that actually, you know, has morals in this movie, and it, I guess that's like the, the 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 what's the word character trait uh, theme. No, the dynamic, like the oh. you know, we we don't we don't see a lot of characters who are like out really helpful, and yeah. you know, we do see her be that way. So it's like a nice way of like differentiating her from all the other characters. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, in going into like the very final part of this movie, right? Like they get out of the house. They're both they're both alive they both managed to find a way out they find the car and then like you know all these things are happening and then they get acquainted with Andre the homeless man and he's like you come this way come this way and he's kind of leading them to safety and you think everything might be okay you're still on edge because you're you're sure something's going to happen as we find out that, that the mother is still alive despite being hit by a car yeah. but you're like your sense of safety has kind of like started to creep in you're like okay maybe I don't know how this movie's going to end but maybe things are going to be fine you know Yeah. and then the mother just arrives and like murders Andre in a very gruesome way and you're just like oh shit
0: oh my gosh yeah and oh well AJ we forgot AJ shot freaking Tess because he, he was in the dark and he just saw a random person and shot her and, oh that's right oh my god that's right cause like oh man
1: and it's like believable too cause he would have been terrified and she has like a woman like shape coming into the darkness and you're just like no Tess be, re- be alive and Yeah, they still managed to get out, and she's dying and bleeding to death, but the homeless man, before he dies, Andre, says, like, oh, she can make it through the night, we have to make it through the night, because the mother goes back inside the dungeon in the morning, Yeah, but... Unfortunately for them, she shows up, murders Andre and leads them up this water tower, like, you know, trap, yeah. you know, they're just rushing to the top.
0: And, uh, and so, I, so, so. Uh, we never really talked about this, but OK, so before he does this, we have to talk about it. But so AJ, when we meet him, is a, like a movie, like a TV show movie producer. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's just been basically handed, you know, sexual assault allegations, the rape allegations
1: right yeah yeah and he's working on a show like a pilot for a show and someone that works with him accuses him of sexually assaulting her and it kind of like the and destroys his
0: career and like starts to ruin his life yeah which is why he ends up going to the house but like he right before before we get the reveal he's like oh i didn't rape her i didn't rape her and you know you as the audience member are like you can you could take it one of two ways. You could be like, Well, he might not have, and it might have been this whole thing. Or, you know, you believe that he did rape this person just because, like, yo, like he... he's a scumbag. <laughs> he's a scumbag. You don't you don't get really indications that he's a scumbag yet? No, like...
1: not necessarily, but like the movie pretty quickly reveals that no, he's pretty dirtbag, he's yeah. a pretty shitty person.
0: But Dustin Long is placed sympathetic very well. So like yeah, two two until
1: that reveal in the bar. Which takes place before him actually going into the underground dungeon yeah, area. But
0: no, I'm saying like before then, like it's like, you know, like he. He may not have. I mean, I didn't give him that much, uh, give him that much leeway.
1: But, you know, it's no, yeah, I mean, possible. And from the information presented in the movie, it's like, you know, understandable, yeah. you know?
0: And then, and, you know, you see all the stuff that it ha- that happens to him. And you're like, you feel a little bad because this man's broke and yada yada. And it's like, at the same time, you kind of don't care because he's like a rich asshole. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then you find out in the bar, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't rape her. I just like, you know, I was really persistent and like kept on going and she would uh, tell me no stop but like I just kept on going and then you know she was into it and she let me do my thing and she was, re- uh, she was really into yeah, it that was
1: rough. and yeah. I was like yo
0: you Rape that lady dude
1: yeah yeah and now i'm like man even talking about your character i'm gonna have to censor shit on youtube because like they're so particular about certain words thanks justin long character aj (laughs)
0: yeah uh so he yeah so he a there's like sexual assault and a bunch of stuff and it's like yo that freaking sucks so at the end of the movie you know he's having the conversation where he's like, am I a good guy who just did a bad thing? Am I a bad guy who keeps doing bad things and just thinks he's good, yada, yada? And so you're like, okay, he's coming to the realization that he messed up really badly, and whether or not he's a good guy or not, he needs to make up for it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, "Yeah, you're coming to the realization. All right, cool. And then they get to the top of the freaking water tower. He pushes Tess off to save his own life, which is like a jerk move to begin with. She survives, and his response to it is, Oh, you weren't fall. You, I didn't push you, you were falling already, and I'm saving you now.
1: Yeah, oh, very much kind of like uh mental gymnastics to like justify his actions, you know, yeah,
0: and like make him not look like the bad guy.
1: Oh, and honestly, I thought he was gonna shoot Tess's character as he found out she
0: was alive, like straight up. Oh, I 100% like he's gonna protect his reputation in this situation and kill her, yeah, but. He was going to gaslight her instead. He thought gaslighting was more powerful.
1: (laughs) No, yeah. And, and like, it's kind of like, oh, oh, okay. So you're not going to shoot her, but you're doing something awful too. Great. And then, oh man, as he starts picking her up, find out that mother is still alive and horribly murders AJ.
0: Yeah. just absolutely. Oh (laughs) my God. That was, oh, I was like, yo, I don't think that's physically possible. I don't care. That's disgusting. Man.
1: Uh, Talk about another bloody, brutal murder scene in this movie.
0: Yeah. And then, so yeah, it ends with Tess, the mother trying to like convince Teth to go back to the dungeon Mm -hmm. because she's hurt and she's worried about her you know trying to be like baby, and then it's like oh my god this this hurts because yeah. I know you're going to die right now yeah it's really like you didn't, like, you, this last you didn't few minutes that. of this
1: movie is really sad and tragic because as we were starting to um, get humanization of the mother character right at this point you kind of understand well she's the product of these generations of abuse and harm and like torture and she it's not her fault she's this way and while she murdered people and did horrible things like you still feel bad for what's led up to cause this situation to happen even though you understand why tess's character is going to kill her because you know it's the only way to guarantee her safety and free will and you know escape to the normal world again it's still kind of sad and hits you with that last moment when she kills the mother and like starts to leave and walk away from the, these events man i was gonna i the despite what i've said about like the beginning of the act two i think it nails the end
0: so yeah i i agree i think the end of the story is definitely like really strong and like like you were saying like they really humanize the mother and like in very simple the way they do it because they don't necessarily like oh she does you know she does like a bunch of stuff that's very clearly very humanizing but it's like they show you enough and give you enough information mm-hmm. to have sympathy for her and it's like, and understand that she's like a tortured being as opposed to like a malevolent force. And that's very different because like you get characters that you have little sympathy yeah. for in this movie, which is AJ and Frank. And you know, like the knowledge of the like the evil that comes from them is their ability mm-hmm. to understand what they're doing. Right? As opposed to the mother, who it's like you don't understand the harm you're causing, and you're still your intention yeah. is to not cause harm, right? Even you're at right. the end of the movie, before she dies, it's like I, she's worried about Tess because she had gotten hurt, and so mm. when she gets shot, when you know she gets shot, it's like this this is sad because it's it's effectively like a, effectively a child. Who... I
1: mean, it has the capability of, like, I don't know,
0: a, a few years old at most, right? Yeah. If anything. So it, yeah, it's just really tragic at the end. And it's like, dang, that really sucked. Despite the fact that, you know, she murdered, like, three people. It's very much like you turn around from thinking of her as a creature and think of her as, like, this, this woman who's just been, like dealt just the most horrific hand possible
1: right yeah i mean which kind of uh adds to the title barbarian which i've seen some trivia online that the director chose it as a placeholder and then eventually stuck but like i kind of like the idea of of it being called barbarian because it kind of lends to the idea that like the word barbarian is used to describe or was used to describe like the other outsider people that weren't from rome you know they were uncivilized and savages and like unintelligent and then you have this mother who because of decades of abuse and like all these deformities and like the mental state she's in as a result can be thought of as a barbarian even though i you know we call her the creature and in uh, imdb credits she's known as the mother but yeah i think it adds a a nice layer of uh, cleverness to it yeah
0: and so yeah it's uh, for me, ah oh, man. So one of the things. Okay, so you 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 have your issues with it, but yeah, one of the things that like I really enjoyed about this movie was the fact that it really does play with the, like dynamics, uh, like the social dynamics of like fear, the the fear women deal with in regards to like interaction with men and like how she should they should expect uh to be treated
1: yeah i mean now that we've done talking about the movie like i think that is definitely one of the themes of this like whole film yeah it's just like the expectations and the societal conditioning that women have have to deal with all the time yeah it,
0: it was funny i was like oh this is, this is really good because it's about i don't know if it's like about a year or something or whatever i don't know actually what was the first movie we talked about anyways when i was like wait um for the podcast like, I don't remember when, when the first time we, we started recording, but uh, it ca- kind of made me think of The Last Duel. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was back in February. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah, I think it released back in February. Um, So, you know, we're talking about The Last Duel and how, you know, there's, like, horror elements to that and how it's about this, like, sexual assault. There is... This like the way that society treats women, and yada yada. I'm like, man, there's like, I got some, you know, thematic, you know, parallels there. Uh, <laughs> but it's crazy because they have a conversation very early on. Bill Skarsgård's Keith and uh, mm-hmm. George uh, Georgina's Campbell's Tessa as Tess. They have a conversation where they're like, you know, mm-hmm. if you were to have come into the situation as a man, it would have been very different as to me coming in as a woman. Because oh yeah, you have to. You don't have to worry about all the things because there's an assumed privilege that you have, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, my wife was like, "Girl, I don't know what you're doing. I would not have stepped foot in that house. I would have just left.
0: Yeah, I, I would have just. I, would...
1: I mean, yeah, I would have too. But horror movie has to happen.
0: Yeah, horror movie has to happen. And it's raining. And <laughs> it, I, I, I think they could have like made it like a little bit more convincing that she had to stay. But uh, then you know we get, and this is why I think it's really good that they did the AJ part. Uh, the way they did, because <clears throat> you set up the exact type of person that Tess was referring to, you know, mm-hmm. a man who is a yeah. su- has an assumed level of privilege and status that comes into a house that clearly something is up and he does not just he gives no fucks just assumes <laughs> yeah. because he's a guy and because he expects the world to be a certain way that he can just assume that things are going to work out, like are going to be perfectly fine. And it's an incredibly suspect situation and he should get the heck out. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah. You know, there's a level of like tragedy in this movie that I was feeling before the end of the movie where just Long characters dies. I was really sad that like, you know, as it turns out that all these men, the helpful, actually good men, end up dying horrible deaths and that was like really depressing i was like jesus man like i know the the whole focus is uh you know Tess's experience and stuff but i was like man they just they really show you that she's against a lot of odds because like even the helpful people are like kind of sus and you're just like oh no
0: you know well yeah i would say that even so there's like a level of there's, i think there's a level of truth to that but even wasn't You said the name's andre
1: yeah according to imdb i mean i could have all these names completely wrong. I am relying on IMDb to tell me the truth. I know their s- trivia is pretty suspect, but i hopefully get the credits right yeah
0: so you know andre's helpful but at the same time he's like very much he, he helps but he's like also in, in a sense like kind of selfish because he's like no like i mean he comes out
1: of her screaming like get away from the house like you know just a crazy seeming man coming to like yell at her like yeah, but, not the best introduction But he's also
0: like no like leave that person to die like get yourself out of here and it's like yo what the heck yeah and then you know keith is also she's telling you about this like incredibly terrible thing and you just don't believe her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like just 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 take her word for it dude like she does not Mm -hmm. and it felt that that's why i was like one of the things with that that interaction was like it very much felt like keith was trying to gaslight her in that moment as well it was like no you're being Mm -hmm. crazy it's just these like regular thing and while yes on like a technical level and like a logical sense That is true. Like, you know, in reality, that stuff is like that is incredibly suspect. Get the heck out of that house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like and then, you know, and then we see someone who has that same mindset that it's oh, it's just stuff and it's just extra space and yada yada blah blah blah. We see AJ it come in with that same mindset, that logical, like, oh, this makes sense kind of thing. And we see where that leads him. You know, he does he's falling into those same things. I don't think Andre and Keith are necessarily innocent in regards to like the way that they are as characters.
1: Yeah. I mean to an extent, but like at the same time, if it's like sad to see that they were trying to help, or at least Andre was, right? and the like
0: I mean it's a horror movie you know final girl <laughs> yeah for sure for sure
1: and it's just like great you know this homeless man who did nothing wrong ends up dying what a bummer you know but yeah uh, i mean going off of the the themes of this movie uh you know i think we we talked about like the dehumanization of women and like the decades of abuse and all these societal expectations I don't know if I could think of anything else that this movie could be talking about other than those, like, core aspects of it, you know? Because yeah. maybe another thing is the unfortunate depreciation of the homes in that area as, like, Wi-Fi took place in Detroit. But I don't know. I think it, it's movie is mostly about that perspective for women and, like, what they have to deal with putting that in the aspects of, like, a horror movie, you know?
0: Yeah. And just kind of understanding the difference those kind of people have to deal with in those situations like yeah like it makes if me or you go into like a airbnb and another guy is there oh, fuck. yeah I'm not, I'm not gonna i know where the movie imply oh yeah i mean i have less to, i have less to worry about as a guy you know going into it being like just the assumed the assumed expectation that this is a This is like just another dude in this situation. Mm -hmm. Is like as opposed to like me being a woman and going into that situation. As as like your wife said, why the fuck did she go in? (laughs) Yeah, no. I
1: again, if if I know how the movie presents it, but like as a guy, if that situation happened to me, I'd still get the fuck out of there and just sleep in my car in a parking lot somewhere. Like yeah, but if you know, if a
0: woman came right and it's like pouring down rain. You would also try to like be like, yo, don't don't stay outside in the pouring rain. Let's try to find you a spot in you know, yeah, in like a safe location as opposed to outside where I know it's a terrible neighborhood as opposed to oh, you don't. Oh,
1: for sure. The dynamic that would change if a woman was in that situation and would like <laughs> be trying to call me inside because of all the current things that's going on. Yeah, I mean, I would say reasonably that my guard would be kind of disarmed a little bit, but I still wouldn't actively stay in that home and whether or not i would step in that home i would say it's a 50 50 right but i don't know i would definitely not want to be in that home even if she was welcoming <laughs> That's you know fair. yeah
0: but yeah i, I like overall i've really enjoyed this movie i've really i very much enjoyed like you, you know you have the problem with the the tonal whiplash yeah but i really think it helps with the progression of the film to allow a de-escalation of that sense to like, so you can continue enjoying it without having to constantly push it forward. Because again, like I think with that tonal shift, it allows for <clears throat> a dip in action that will allow more mm-hmm. to be told as opposed to it just being you know oh well, we're stuck in yeah. this dungeon how do we get out oh there's like suspicion of this other person that i'm with and it's like oh like let's do some you know a little bit more work here let's get some more character yeah. and the met themes for sure thrown in there and so i i mean I, I guess i i understand why that wouldn't work for some people and it will it is a huge shift like i get i get it <laughs> But for me personally, like it worked so well because, you know, you know, like I said, like I stay away from horror because there's just so much bad horror and there's so much similar horror that's like it doesn't feel like it's worth it to me. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, another reason to potentially avoid this movie is that like my wife kind of brought up that even though she's not at all a horror fan, like she'll watch some of it if I kind of convince her to watch it and she'll look up like uh trigger warning or like does the dog die dot com, you know, but um the yeah. thing she had to say about this movie was she didn't really like it because it just felt too much like su- women suffering too much in the movie. Um, I mean, we watched the th- whole thing through and she understood all the themes and stuff. But she, to her point, there is a lot of just like, uh, you know, the p- female characters having to deal with just like horrible abuse and intense situations, which, you know, it's a horror movie. But I can kind of see that point. Like, I don't like watching animals die in anything, even if it's a horror movie. So, like, some people just have their certain thresholds. But I think that I would still recommend this
0: mean yeah, Your wife's just women. Yours is animals. Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, have you ever seen The Invisible Man?
0: Like the one from a couple years ago? Yeah, with um, that came Phenom- out. <laughs> phenomenal movie. Oh, I love that
1: movie. Phenomenal movie. But that's definitely a movie that I think she would have appreciated knowing that it's about, like, domestic abuse and, like, women being believed about that domestic
0: abuse, you know. Yeah, I feel like that, that that really does hit like that hits a lot different when you yeah. are an actual woman, as opposed to a guy. For for you know, for me and you, it's like oh, I can appreciate the themes and like the social commentary, and you know that's really fucked up. Guys shouldn't do that. Yeah. And- women are like yo this is really hitting close to home because like i had to deal with this shit this is kind of how it would go and i was like fuck
1: yeah i mean i don't want to speak too much for her because she's not here to talk about her opinions of this movie but like we still watched it together and she enjoyed it and I had a good time because you know Ho- halloween was when we watched it movie season you know what i'm saying Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, the only thing i would say like in regards to like trigger warning i guess It kind of was, I only get so much time by myself, and sometimes (laughs) that time is not actually by myself, but, so yeah, so, now that we've pretty much gone through the entirety of the film, whoo, back into non-spoilers, but now you know I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, no,
1: I, I, well, hey, honestly, I think, I know I was, I was apprehensive about, like, I was just in the middle about this movie, but, Having talked about it with you, I I will say that I do like this movie. Now, you know, I would recommend it. I think it does way more things good and well and would actively make me want to recommend it to someone versus not.
0: Problems aside. Yeah. I like. Personally, I don't have a lot of fault with it. I understand the tonal whip. There's, like, there's some stuff that you might, like, not vibe with entirely. But I wouldn't say those are, like, negative. Oh, yeah.
1: And also some horror movies don't actively put me in a fierce sense kind of state. And this movie actively made me feel on edge at various points. Oh, so like there
0: was, so there was a quote, I can't remember who I was, I was listening to someone and it was not about this movie. Uh, it was talking about like the difference between horror and terror. Right. And the idea that horror is when you oh, this is talking about nope. Watching something about nope and talking about like the idea that Jordan Peel likes to play with terror, which is the idea of not understanding what's going on, you getting information slowly, it's like a burn, as opposed to like horror where it's like, ah, jump scare. Right. Right. And like Jordan Peel likes to build on terror. And, like, let your, like, it sink into your skin. And that's how I felt with this movie. Where it's, like, you get the darkness and the, you know, the the unease of, like, the situation. And, like, the the conversations and the people. And you just don't feel good while you're, like, while things are happening. As opposed to being, like, oh, my God, this terrible thing happened. Now, there is moments in the movie where you do get, like, those big shocking like uh, Mm terror horror moments right but i would even argue then that those are only effective not because they're just like random jump scare type things but because they were built up to in such a convincing and worthwhile manner that I would say this is like among that I've seen in a while. Yeah, no, I agree with that.
1: Taking those (laughs) opinions, surprisingly, twenty twenty two has been a pretty solid year for horror movies.
0: Nope, included in that, you know. Yeah. Um. I I don't like someone had asked me for like recommendations, and I was like, I don't know, just like I heard Barbarian's (laughs) good, so watch that. Uh, Do you like gore? I heard Terrifier two is really gory. I don't watch that (laughs) stuff, so (laughs) now I can actively recommend Barbarian. I will never watch Terrifier 2, not because I don't like gore, but because I don't like clowns. And that's I mean, I it. might
1: want to watch the movie. <laughs> I really liked Killer Clowns from Outer Space when I saw it all those years ago. That was a really fun movie to watch. Like so there. you know.
0: I could see you looking <laughs> like that. <laughs> but hey. <laughs> I heard it's really gory, but like yeah. fake gory. So maybe it would be okay. But like, you know, horror rex here. Uh, over the garden wall is like the most <laughs> that you're gonna get.
1: From oh, hey, that's cool. I <laughs> listen to a lot of horror. I think one of my favorite podcasts is the No Sleep Podcast. I've been listening to them for many, many years. You know, more than I can even remember. That's my recommendation if you want something horror to listen to. Great podcast, solid episodes. Gets got better and better every single year. And um, but I don't know. I, I think I'm okay with leaving it yeah, at that.
0: That's cool. I'm, you know, don't uh, don't go down any like weird like holes in your basement
1: yeah i mean if anything nope taught us that if you see a horrifying situation or scenario you could just say nope and get the fuck out of there
0: yo the fact that tess saw that door (laughs) you could cut before i say this because you know this is spoilery stuff you can Mm -hmm. just cut like you know right where you had right where you had (laughs) finished right and the fact that she opened the door and she looks down and she goes (laughs) Nope, and she goes the freaking staircase. I'm like, Yes, smartest thing mm-hmm. someone can do in that situation, stuff that she was trapped down there because that makes it like freaking <laughs> uh, you know, like a whole thing in and of itself. But the fact that her first reaction to that was nope, and I was like, That's funny,
1: That's <laughs> yeah, for think. sure. But all right, so hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Jux. Uh, juxt- I man, every time I get I fumble on uh, the title of our freaking podcast, right? Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Just Pick Something podcast. If you haven't seen Barbarian, go watch it. I've been convinced that I will say this is a good movie. I like this movie and would recommend it. Frankel, I would say, you know, came into this swinging with his strong opinions about liking this movie.
0: <laughs>
1: and hey if you um wanted to share your opinions about uh this movie you could always send a thought or an opinion or an email to our email jpsp at gmail.com just include a username so we don't accidentally like dock your information over the internet keep your responses polite and remember it takes us about eh, a month ish to respond we haven't gotten much but hey we got We'll hopefully get more in the future. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd like to hear from it. I haven't been uploading as many shorts lately just because I've been too swamped shit to do. And I have, you know, editing takes forever. So unfortunately, that's taking a back seat so we don't get as many comments. But hey, that's a good way to reach us if you ever want to share your opinion. Yeah, or
0: just, you know, leave a comment down below. Click like click subscribe yeah we gotta do the youtube thing click, man. Click the, uh, yeah click the bell get notification
1: here, here let me let me try to remember it from all the youtubers i follow don't forget to like share subscribe click that bell for notifications so you know we are actively uploading and yeah i think that covers all of it
0: <laughs> you know follow us on patreon okay we don't have a patreon Ooh, i mean <laughs> one day maybe oh my gosh <laughs> follow follow jakes on twitter <laughs> instagram facebook uh me facebook twitter <laughs> instagram i have bad opinions everywhere everywhere bad opinions
1: and again thanks for watching or listening to this episode of the just pick something podcast the intro and outro song for this episode is vhs streams by sean ivors as it always is but it's a great song link in the description thanks for listening and until next time